Come on, what do you want more from a movie? In all the genre films across the MCU, we've never had a horror. Okay, okay, horror fans. This isn't a horror movie, but it has all the tropes. The sprinting shadows, the demons, the shaky camera pre-monstrous attack, the long-held shots, close-up shots of the dead, the mass slaughter, blood, or I guess robot oil, drizzling down the face, a contortionist body climbing toward our heroes, the eyes, the mirrors, a couple jump scares, a glance at the camera, Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, and the greatest line in movie history. But we'll get to that one. It's very cheesy. This might be the cheesiest movie in the entire franchise. That gives Multiverse of Madness a hard ceiling, but how can you say it didn't fulfill it? The movie made almost a billion dollars in a weird era for the MCU. It was the perfect movie to pair with No Way Home, a multiversal fan service affair that subverted all expectations. In all the years of the MCU, this might have been their biggest swing in a franchise built on a specific formula. And it worked. Welcome back to The Wrong Opinion, MCU Rewatch. We got B.J. Clark. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I always say, say hi. And I, I was, was doing a social I was waiting experiment. for that. Yeah. <laughs> doing a social experiment to see if you're just a sheep. I am definitely a sheep. We all are, aren't we? Talking about Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. How good is this movie? This movie, man. It's pretty freaking, right? It's madness. It is madness. So I would have never been a huge Doctor Strange guy going back from the comics. The first movie I liked was fun. It's not like I hate the character. I'm just not super into like magic as a superpower. I don't think it's that cool. Um, and I don't really love horror movies, but I love horror movie tropes. So I like like uh just you know dumb stupid slasher movies so i love sam raimi and i think this was the perfect combination from two things that i don't love into something that i really love does that make sense i think it does i'm trying yeah. to think of like a food equivalent but i can't really think of one like it's like can you think of a food metaphor <laughs> uh uh onions i don't like onions but True. i like them in some things yeah, but it's like if like if you didn't like hamburgers, but you did like onion or but you didn't like onions, but you love hamburgers with onions. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, this is a great movie. Um a little unhinged 100%. in a good way. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like most movies have a Marvel kind of brand to them and this doesn't and um even maybe to the detriment of the commercialization of the characters. Yeah. But it's it's really great. I think Doctor Strange is the only one whose like character stock went up after this movie because it's the first time you actually like liked him the entire movie. Because <laughs> most movies you don't like him the whole time. Um but other than that, yeah, like and, and I'm looking up how much money you made real quick too. Oh man. It almost made a billion dollars. I would have expected this one to be fairly low because this was kind of in the, I guess this was right after No Way Home, which would hit like, you know, 1.9 billion, but right before the huge, huge slump that Marvel's hit. Almost mm -hmm. $100 billion for a Doctor Strange movie. That's cool. The important thing with the MCU over the last decade is that each movie feels like a different genre and it's very specifically a different genre. 
And this isn't a horror movie, but it's got so many horror movie tropes from one of, not I don't know, best horror directors ever, but really good horror director. Uh, everything from like, obviously just the presence of demons and then the uh, go back to hell. I, that was, I think that was like the icing on the cake for the entire movie. Cause that's where it was the least subtle that he was kind of spoofing horror movies with the superhero movie. Yeah. Um, there's, there are, a lot of jump scares in this movie. I don't yeah. think there's any other, uh, I can't think of any other points in Marvel movies where I have jump scares and most of them involve eyeballs. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, I think that this kind of the last few movies that we've done have kind of had this feel of like, Hey, we're going to do something different. Yeah. And Honestly, they're kind of gambles, and not all of them paid off. And I'm also surprised that this movie made a billion dollars because um, I thought this was one of the movies that a lot of people didn't really see, or if they did see them, they didn't think super highly of them, highly yeah. of it, uh, which is weird because I really like this movie. But it did have the benefit that it was kind of following the hype of No Way Home, yeah, and... very nice one-two punch. And it got, as far as Metascore on IMDb, it's a 60, which is officially a yellow, not a green, which means it's okay. I don't get that. There, it, it's it's ranked lower than, like, uh, Thor. Captain. This is, I think this is one of the better movies. It's one of my favorite movies, and that's different from best movies. I don't think it's, like, one of the peak best movies. But if I'm naming my fa- favorite my five favorite MCU movies, this is probably on the list. Am I overhyping it? No, actually. I don't think so. <laughs> like, I think that when you're making something, you should, like, take big swings, and this was a big swing. And um, there are a lot of Marvel movies where they're... I don't want to necessarily say formulaic, but you know what's going to happen. Formulaic, yeah, that's yeah. not a bad thing. It's a good formula. <laughs> yeah. It it's done well for them. Yeah, like how many times are you gonna change the hamburger formula? It it works. Just get a hamburger. Second hamburger reference of the evening. Are you hungry or did you just have a hamburger? I am actually thawing some pork right now. That's not, so, not hamburger. It's, yeah, so it's not. It's whopper whopper double, double whopper. whopper. <laughs> that was the best marketing, best marketing strategy, whatever. In history, because I have always been anti-Burger King. I'm always team McDonald's. Since then, I that's the only fast food I eat is Burger King. Just because of that stupid jingle. It should have won I, an Emmy. I, or a Grammy. Live, I live right next to a Burger King, and I still haven't been to it. So it hasn't worked wow. for me. That's a shocker. Uh, there are like five other points I want to talk about, but all of them are going to step on some of the awards. Do you have any more preamble, or do you want to get to the awards? No, I think I think we can cover them in the awards. Cool. If we miss anything we covered at the bottom, you are up first. What you got? First Avenger Award for the best one-off character. This and... is an interesting one, so I'm going to see how you go with it, but go ahead. Yeah, this is an interesting one because <laughs> there are a lot of one-off characters, uh, a lot of characters that immediately die after yeah. you see them for the first time. Um, I'm gonna go with Mr. Fantastic. I think that that was like a uh, a fan service cameo. Um, yeah. 
it's something that's not gonna happen um permanently which is kind of a bummer um, i think i'm gonna touch on that because as much as i like that and the look is right i think that would be bad for the mcu for john krasinski because he reed richards his whole thing is he's a giant a-hole and a lot of the characters have been watered down to be nicer and funnier and just better which is you know it's cool it's it's more fun to watch on screen like dr strange making jokes he didn't do that in the comics but if reed richards isn't that like kind of egomaniac a-hole on screen i don't think that would be as good and i don't really want john krasinski doing that but it was i it, mm. it is cool fan service in this situation yeah, that's interesting. We'll have to come back to that when they actually do a Fantastic Four because better be Adam, um, Adam Driver, hundred percent. Hey, that'd be pretty good. That'd be, I, I think they're going young though. I think he's a little old. What? Not even forty? That's old, man. Okay. <laughs> they gotta have somebody that's gonna be there for fifteen years. That's true. They realize you know, after it's probably uh, an eight movie contract. Yeah, after they could only have Iron Man in their. In the franchise for 11 years like we gotta have somebody that's good and it's for the long run tom holland yeah um, keep going with they, what you're talking about they've got a 12 year old picked out for fantastic from reed richards right now huh. um yeah so that's my best one off character um i'm interested to see which way you go with that yeah because uh, again there's two different ways you can go a character that is going to exist again but they haven't yet um, but I like doing characters that we're just never going to see again, and we know we won't. So I want to shout out America Chavez, because I don't think I talk about her as a character much elsewhere. But she was really, really good. And we are going to see her again, I'm sure. Uh, but she's, like, even the actress is a kid. It's not like she was a 22-year-old playing a 16-year-old. She was 16, and she was hanging with these A-listers. Really, really good. Um, but the Illuminati, who all died immediately, that's, you know. 100% some of the best uh, first Avenger awards we've had. I went Mr. Fantastic 2 just probably because he had the biggest role. Um, but you could also give it to Xavier because that was a nice little arc. And having that line that he said uh, coming straight from which one was it? Was it what was the second X-Men? Days of Future Past. Yeah, when mm -hmm. he said that line, knowing that Dr. Strange lost just because someone's lost and stumbles doesn't mean they're gone forever or something like that. I think I have yeah, it backwards. Something like that. Yeah. I have it written down somewhere. We'll get to it at a different award. Don't worry. Um, so that arc was cool. And just in general, I think one of the flaws with th that era, we're kind of past that era, so not this era, but that era, was it was very fan servicey from Endgame, even a little bit Infinity War, all the way to definitely No Way Home. And so that kind of peaks in theaters. Cause you get that that jump and it's like oh wow and you, and you just can't replicate that and this did have some of those experiences like when they first said uh 616 we're all like whoa and then there's another one oh she just mentioned uh christine palmer mentioned that the baxter foundation funds it and everybody's like oh are we gonna we're we gonna see something mm -hmm. here um but for this like we got the fan service we got everything that we wanted we got xavier finally introduced a mutant and x-men and krasinski obviously as the uh reed richards and then they die right away just rips it right away from us i think that was so perfect because it gives us what we wanted but <laughs> not the way we wanted it and just, yeah ha having the ball to do that was awesome this like movie almost makes sam raimi seem disgruntled because he just like 
rips to shreds in the most entertaining way all the things that we've enjoyed about different characters and different pieces of the MCU. And this is his first time directing in the MCU. It's not like this is James Gunn on his fourth movie. And it's like, yeah, now you can do what you want. Just have some fun. This is a guy they're like turning the keys over to and be like, you know, mess with it. And obviously a lot of it probably came from Feige and self-awareness that they were doing mm-hmm. too much of the uh, the lame or fan service. Um, but we still got the fan service. Like when she said, I could do this all day, which is a slight difference yeah. from I can do this all day. I don't know if you caught that. Just a little bit different. It's a different universe. But I I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, that that's the... I think it came out at the perfect time too. This along with No Way Home, they're both like so full of cameos and fan service. And at a time where like uh, this was, you know, right after a break from really being able to see movies. Um and well, this these was are... at, there was the break and then there were four movies in 5 months. Yeah. And then there was this, you know. So it, yes, perfect time. Um but this was like this is a this and No Way Home are both movies that like you have to see in the first week because they're so full of cameos and you know that they're gonna be full of them. Um so that worked out really well for the movie theater industry. Yeah. And one thing they did really, really well, same thing with No Way Home. These two had to be back to back, first of all, and they almost did multi they like the original run was multiverse madness to be first, and then no way home to be second. Um, and plot ways, I'm sure there have been tweaks because just flipping them doesn't make sense. I'm sure there were tweaks. Um, but it was perfect that they gave us the traditional fan service and then followed up with thinking we're going to get that again. But another thing both did really well was in the trailer, give us a little bit of the cameos and a little bit of the fan service. We saw uh, Doc Ock and Green, Op- Green Goblin. And then here we see Baron Mordo and we see the... Um, um, the, the wheelchair I, I don't know what you call it, the floating wheelchair <laughs> that is a special name but xavier's wheel, wheelchair is yellow wheelchair but we don't know that we're gonna see black bolt we don't know that we're gonna see mr fantastic and um so that was that was smart to give us a little bit so we think we know what's going on and then add way more i'm gonna go with the eternals award for could this have been a limited series uh because again this is i said no definitely no because this wasn't a horror movie but it's in the horror movie trope like a slayer trope almost so it just needs to be a movie and i honestly think it could have been shorter like i don't know i think the plot was pretty compact so i don't know like where they could have cut um but that type of movie i think needs to be fast quick short done and you're like whoa what just happened and i think this achieved that pretty well as a movie and you can't really achieve that over a long series where there's a lot of dialogue and you know long shots yeah, I agree. Like this is a movie that kind of is throwing everything out the window and um it would not have made sense at all as a as a limited series. So that's and, a dumb question. <laughs> this movie like you don't want to take a breath, you know, cuz most of it happens it's back to back to back in terms of like in universe timeline, yeah. you know, it just things keep happening. So, like, imagine, like, if Black Bolt screams, his head explodes, and then it cuts to black, and then it's the next episode. It's like, that's stupid, you know? I just want to see yeah. it all happen. I love well-paced movies like this. Like, um, there's a lot of movies where, like, it's a really good movie, but, like, there's a point, like, two-thirds into the movie where you know they just kind of, like, 
or a little confused as how to get back to the finale. You're talking about and... the dark world. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, let's yeah. make a heist movie in the middle of this. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> but we need to fill an hour. Yeah. And this is not that. Um, you know, like it's it's almost like yeah, like like what you just said, some movies you can tell started out very long and they trimmed off a bunch of stuff. Other movies are like you could tell they're really short and they just try to fill in stuff. And mm. the the former usually works better than the latter. Mm. Agreed. You're up. All right. Uh let's talk about the Pip the Troll Award for egregiously lazy CGI. Alright. Um on on the, the, the Reddit uh uh, a lot of people seem to think that this movie wasn't very good CGI. I thought it was fine CGI. For the um, most part, I, also... like, I thought it was, especially coming right on the heels of the pandemic, like I thought it looked yeah. awesome. This is one of the best looking movies. And there's there's two things you can point out and I'll see what you say. Yeah, that's what I wrote is I put COVID pass question mark because I think that. It's even like... beyond that. Like it would have passed. I think it would pass right now and be okay. Yeah. Uh, The thing that I hated, I don't even know if it's bad CGI. It's just it's weird. Uh, is the third eye just looked not? I don't want to say not real because like that's a eye on your forehead, but it yeah. just looked weird. It that's... looked like they just like did like the Photoshop, like just copy this eye and put it here. Um, yeah, that's so, what yeah. I put. Um, that's what I put, and I also put. Please explain to me how to make that look good because I don't know how that would look good. So yeah, I, I think that's just a you know flaw of you can't always do stuff from comics and movies and have it look great. Maybe it'll be better next time. We'll look back on this and be like, whoa, because I, I guess if you do it like, because it's it's got to be hard to do that practically because you can do fake eyes practically. They've been doing Cyclops in movies. Cyclops is not capital Cyclops, but lowercase Cyclops mm-hmm. um, for for years. You know, with the eye right there. But it needs to be able to move. It needs to appear. So you yeah. can do that practically. I don't know. That, it just, I can't general, really tell. I can't tell what's unnerving about it, really. I don't know if it's, like, not enough, like, a muscle movement around it. I think or... the shadowing was the biggest issue. Because it had a shadow. Like, if you see eyes, you have shadows here and here where your head's covering. But on your forehead, you don't have those same spots. So it should be flat. So it yeah. shouldn't really be shadowing, right? So I, yeah. I think that was... That's a yeah, because that's what it seemed like. Is it seemed like it's just like a video of one of his eyes, where it should have been just like completely different eye. Yeah, what do we know? I think you could also complain about the zombie zombie strange. Uh, I think it looked fine enough though, so I'm not really complaining. But I kind of wish they did that practically, especially with uh, Sam Raimi being there. Uh, But it looked fine enough. And it it does get a COVID pass. I don't think it even needs to use the COVID pass. They can they can stow that away for later, because um, they're using like four on Black Widow anyway. But yeah, I, I, I so many things about this. Movie yeah, complaints. I don't. Understand. If you compare this to Black Widow, looks great. Yeah, <laughs> even No No Way Home had points where like you could just kind of, it just felt weird. Just stylistically, um, there was a lot of weird stuff with that one. But we talked about that last week. Okay. Well, we'll skip that. Um, <laughs> well, you can say stuff still, <laughs> and I'll decide if I want to cut it out. Tune in to last episode to hear more about No Way Home. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, your turn. 
my turn. I'm going to go with the... <laughs> I have so many for the I Am Iron Man Award. So I'm going I Am Me too. Iron Man Award. I have so, so many. I could oh, not let's, see, let's see how many we overlap on. Okay. When Strange repeats the line in the grand calculus of the universe or of the multiverse, your sacrifice means more than your life. It made No Way Home. It made that line a little bit better. And then at the end, he proves that this Strange doesn't actually believe that, making that even better. So just the whole run of that line, I think, was really, really good. And just aesthetically, it's a cool line anyway. Um, it won't be the it won't be Wanda that comes for her. It'll be the Scarlet Witch. She was so freaking good in this movie, switching back from... First of all, she's playing two different characters of herself, which is hard. And then one of the characters has three or four different personalities in the entire movie. Elizabeth Olsen was on one and in just lines like that her delivery was beautiful uh this is a very memeable one so for I, I am Iron Man awards I some I have like three different criteria it's either got to be like encapsulate encapsulate the movie be really aesthetically cool and pleasing just a cool line like in a vacuum or very memeable this one is very memeable Let's see if I get the voice right fortify your minds <laughs> i love that every time it comes on uh isn't there peace in knowing that there are worlds where you and the ones you love are together and then the best line no and then tagging that with later when uh the good wanda says know that they'll be loved kind of going back to that first line i like that just because somebody stumbles and loses their way doesn't mean they're lost forever all-time line I love you in every universe. Top tier. Made me cry. Mm. But by a wide, wide margin, the greatest line in the entire movie and probably any movie in history, the best thing anybody's ever written, who said they have to be living? And then thunder. I love that <laughs> line. Oh, man. This movie is so well written and they've got so many like one-liners. It's, know, it's, it's so funny. cheesy. Because yeah. I think sometimes you want your writing to be very good and technical and smart and savvy. This is a very, very cheesy movie. I think that means it has a a a cap. It has a ceiling, a hard ceiling. And I think it went to the top of the ceiling. This is as good of a movie as it could be, but I'll get into that later. But part of that is because the, the writing was intentionally very cheesy and very slasher movie, you know? Yeah. It, and yeah, you talk about it like being tropes. And yeah, it's funny because it's like they wanted to make fun of horror movies and then they accidentally made a really good movie. Yeah, it's, um, it's like a but, celebration yeah. mocking just using a horror guy to make a super it, it's but like that's the value of writing really is like I mean that's the difference is um you take something and make it believable, make it interesting where in other movies you'd be rolling your eyes at at one-liners yeah uh yeah so i think by the way mind. that's a common critique of christopher nolan is that he sucks at writing dialogue but he writes dialogue as if it's a movie so then it becomes like intentionally cheesy and quotable you know mm -hmm. um so i've got this is me being reasonable oh that was good that was a good line uh <laughs> her face is like twitching and like this is me being reasonable yeah. people on the podcast can't see my twitching face but it was spot on <laughs> uh and when she asks uh reed richards if his kid's mother is still alive 
and then uh then they'll have someone to take care of them <laughs> she's like good then they'll have somebody like, to raise them savage oh, that was that was brutal uh and then i love you never universe that really hit me too i think like you know just the whole way that they set it up you know it's like this person that is you know this person this person that he loves he knows that he can't have a future with her and he knows that he already screwed up the future with the actual version of her um so it's just like this kind of it's like he is being vulnerable because he knows that there's no way any any of it could happen. Yeah. Um, so it's just yeah, uh, really well put moment. Yeah. Um, the incursion joke was kind of funny too. The incursion. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Would have been a great incursion. <laughs> I didn't think of that as a sexual joke the first two times I watched it. And then this time I was like, that was a sex joke. I just got that. <laughs> sex joke, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, uh, it's your turn. Right? Uh, you said you had a lot? You had three? Well, you took the rest of mine. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, I'm going to go with the Taika Waititi James Gunn Award for the funniest moment. Taika lost it. Congrats, Mr. Gunn. Uh, Goon? Gunn? I don't know. When America says, I'm surprised you didn't puke, he goes, this is my first weird trip, kid. So, this is New York in the multi... And then, it's a little bit funny. It's kind of funny. And then, it's, it peaks when he stands up and goes, crap! <laughs> it's like freaking Frank Barone or something. Perfect. <laughs> First, first of all, you you stole mine. Yeah, I hacked your computer. And uh, second of all, I just love that like Doctor Strange is kind of embraced just being like a dad in these last <laughs> couple of movies. The last two movies, he just <laughs> <laughs> watching over these two teenagers. He's just got his like uh his his white New Balances on, and he's yeah. just grumpy that he didn't get to mow the lawn this weekend. He's got his t-shirt tucked into his. Uh, <laughs> belt of vishanti or something um i hope that in secret war i forget which one's first whichever next avengers movie there is that because they're bringing all these kids in right a bunch of new younger avengers the next generation i hope that he gets separated with from all the adult avengers and just hangs out with these stupid kids and he's like no it's too much gotta fight Kane with a 17 year old Uh, that would be hilarious if they get stuck in like a underground cave that caves in <laughs> it's just a bunch of teenagers and him yeah anyway oh i, I uh, have more it's my turn sorry i oh, forgot that i was oh, going to get more uh mordo when he's he he's defeated mordo uh strange runs away mordo says i'm beginning to understand and then we think it's me something deep something big and he's like why your mordo didn't like you very much <laughs> it is <laughs> I think it's the very much that that did it for me. That that made it a very comedic. Um, <laughs> okay, and then America and Christine just got away from uh, Wanda, and they get to this long hallway. And another horror trope: they hear uh, demonic noises, they see this shadow, and they 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 huddle. It's a long shot, very horror tropey. 
and we see that it's just strangest squeaky shoes. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> that was really good. That was good. Clever. Well, let's do the Taika Waititi award for the joke that they could have scrapped. Well, do you not have more funniest moments? Oh, you know, actually, I mean, this movie, like, it's got a lot of like those little quips, but yeah, it's very quippy, very witty, but it's not like it's not super funny, which was weird to me because at the it's a very happy movie and it's very lighthearted despite being very demonic and horror based. But it's 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 it seems lighthearted probably because it is so satirical and a little bit goofy. Um, but it's not as yeah. funny as I would have expected after I, I did it. Um, yeah. But yeah, we go from, yeah. straight from James Gunn to Taika Waititi. Yeah, I, I will say, I, I could have put, like, Bruce Campbell's cameo in there because, like, you're kind of waiting for it. And yeah. it was, like, a little, maybe a little over the top, but, uh, yeah, it was funny. I thought it was good. There's, I'm going to get into it in a different point, but that, I enjoyed it at first, and then I ended up not. But we're going to talk about that later. All right. Uh, so the joke that they could have scrapped, um, maybe dad joke a little too far, but when they say, the Illuminati will see you now, and he's like, Illuminati? Yeah, that was so <laughs> dumb. It's not even it's not <laughs> funny. It's not, I don't know. It's just, That was terrible. I had that too. Yeah. It's, it's literally if they had, like, this movie written, and then they're like, okay, we're gonna get Brad Clark to write all of the lines for <laughs> for Doctor Strange. Yeah, and it just going back to the script because it was in that Illuminati. It is a little bit MCU-y and that goofiness. Um, and this movie was very quippy and uh, cheesy lines, but it's a different kind of cheesy. There's a cheesy line where like the reader thinks he's being cool, but it's really just cheesy. And then there's the cheesy where like a five year old be like oh, and that's that was the latter. Uh, another Taika Waititi joke they should have scrapped. Uh, America's Earth, um, strange. They're talking about bug guys. Like he spins webs. Uh, America says out of his butt, and that was a little bit funny. The delivery was really really good, so that made it being funny. And then they ruined it by going. Strange goes, oh maybe. I don't know. I hope not. Like, you know that he doesn't. Like, the logic of that just ruined the joke. You you saw him not webbing from his butthole. Like, you know <laughs> that he doesn't, you know? Well, he doesn't know that he's not capable of it. <laughs> I, I mean, guess. even the other Spider-Man had to ask. <laughs> I I put that same joke on, on in this section for, for that movie. It's a dumb <laughs> joke. Spider-Man webs out his butt. <laughs> Do normal uh, spiders web out of their butts? Uh... I don't think it's their like poop butt. I think it's like their abdomen, right? That's the same general direction, but it's not not their butthole. It's not their squirt. Right. <laughs> okay, there, cowboy. Anyway. <laughs> um I'm going with the Ragnarok Award for the character cinematic peak. Wanda was very cool. This was Elizabeth Olsen's best acting movie I've ever seen from her. At least I don't know how many movies I've seen of her, not in the MCU. She kind of been busy the last couple of years, making a lot of money. But she was evil, so she can't peek here. It's not allowed. Giving it to oh. Doctor Strange. He was way more interesting and more developed than he had ever been before. He was able to be quippy without being cheesy, which he kind of crossed the line a couple times. Uh, he was still brazen D-bag. We also get more into his psyche. And we learned that he is probably the, be- the best version of Strange that we have seen so far. 
and that I think helps his case. Um, and we also get to see him fight hand to hand, so he's not just a magic wielder; he can fight guys, and that's pretty cool. So I think I think Strange gets it for me. Did you say Wanda? You made a noise when I said she doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, counter, I'm just not giving it to her. Yeah, I put Wanda. You know, and it it really like uh, I think we'll talk about it more later, but the acting um is amazing <laughs> in this movie um i think like just this is like to me like one is the peak because like it's kind of the end of her run at least this I'm version of her pretty certain she'll be back yeah i mean she's super popular but yeah. um <laughs> i just read that in the deadpool kills a marvel universe have you read that series yeah run, where he's fighting uh wolverine and he's like your superpower isn't your healing. You just keep coming back. Your superpower is your popularity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's have you okay? We're gonna get into comics too much, but oh, the can... Wolverine kills the Marvel universe. I also. read that one. Very good. Yeah. Very. It's a different, different, different vibe. Um, a little more depressing, but that's Wolverine. Okay. Uh, so what was I talking about? Uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I think that like this is kind of a peak for her because like she we've we've been building up to this. Um in so in that way it's a peak. Um and it's just the most interesting she has. I've I really didn't like her portrayal of um Wanda in earlier movies for some reason. I think it's maybe sometimes like when you're watching sports people will be high on a player and you'll be like, well, he kind of sucks. And then three years later, mm-hmm. he'll win an MVP and people will be like, you were wrong. And I'm like, no, he sucked then. And he got better. Like, I think Elizabeth Olsen is a significantly better actress in this movie than she was in age of Ultron. Yeah. And that's not that's... that she was used differently. She just grew as a person. She got better at her craft and she was, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say is like, it really seems like she's just getting better as an actress. Um, you know, WandaVision was really good, and this as a character, I think, like, obviously they're connected. I think this uh, kind of is more interesting than WandaVision. Yeah. Do you think you can watch this without having seen WandaVision? This is, like, the first kind of kind of test of how important the TV shows are. I saw this with Tim Snyder. He said he didn't watch WandaVision beforehand, and he had zero questions and zero confusion i think either you watch this movie by itself or you watch wandavision if you watched those are the uh, two options no either you watch this movie in complete isolation oh from the entire MCU. marvel movies okay. okay or you watch it with wandavision because okay. it's really hard to understand how you get from like uh avenger to witch so I think that bridges the gap. Even then, it's kind of confusing. It's like, wait, I thought she was good. And well, then... that, that's the, the cool part of WandaVision is that you see her, you see her messing with the Darkhold. I don't think I don't think I knew it was the Darkhold at that point, at mm-hmm. the end of WandaVision. But you think that she's just going to be some super powerful superhero now. So the yeah. leap kind of makes sense. You just it took a different direction than you were expecting. And with this, all you you don't know what Westview is. They mentioned Westview. But we don't know what it is, so it's just kind of some secret thing. But we know that she's having dreams of her kid, and that's all we know of the kid. But we also know that she killed her love and then 
he was brought back and died again. So it was worthless. And so I think he can make the jump so she would go crazy after that. I think it's fair. Yeah. Um I am up. Um so let's talk about let's talk about the cheesiest fight scene and let's talk about the best fight scene. All right. So I think that the cheesiest fight scene was the opening scene. Um, I think it's difficult to separate cheesiness from good in this movie because yeah. like it's a multiverse of madness. It's, it's supposed to be weird and crazy. Yeah. Um, but like just like <laughs> I don't know. The the octopus was just So not the opening scene with Protector Strange and Chavez, but the the, the octopus. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess the I don't even know what you would call that, but um that that scene. <laughs> yeah, going. but like it's it's the first scene with Doctor yeah, Strange. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> 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 we're on the same page we don't need to label it <laughs> I, well i like labels okay uh so anyway <laughs> i th- i think that like maybe it's because it's the only part where it takes place in our reality um so it just seems out of place but it it just well the, the final fight little. was in our reality too but it was not in something recognizable but yeah yeah i mean like an actual place yeah. AKA New York. Um but yeah, I don't know. That just felt cheesy to me. The Agreed. best fight scene, my favorite fight scene was when he was fighting the Dark Hold Strange and they were fighting with music. Okay. And he just turned those notes into weapons. Yeah, that I don't was know. Cool. I just thought that was like so like uh inventive and incredibly clever. Yeah. Very and creative. you mentioned you mentioned that you don't really like Doctor Strange comics, but I think that's what is like so interesting about Doctor Strange. Um, the Fantastic Four comics as well. Like they're just like so crazy and out of this world. Um, they don't try to be uh like a Batman or a Superman. They try to be weird and Yeah. They succeed. Uh, that yeah, fighting with musical notes is weird. I think that though, so I, 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 I'm just gonna lead with this. So I have uh, two cheesy, two of my favorites, and then one in the middle. The one in the middle was the strange versus strange, um, because yeah, it was very cheesy, and the musical it was very creative. And then I, I hate when the people fall out of window and they just happen to fall on a spear. But in this context, they were just fighting with musical notes. I can kind of shed disbelief for a second, um, but that kind of is the flaw that I, I don't know if it's a flaw, just what I dislike about uh, like magicians, magic fighting is that it's so like inconsistent. It's like, he's never used this musical power before, but now we're going to have an entire fight scene with it. You know, and his power levels fluctuate so much and he just uses different abilities for every fight. So it is cool that you get to see those different abilities, but it's like, why wouldn't you do this earlier? And why are you so much weaker now than you were fighting Thanos you're fighting this little white girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I thought you'd like, comment. <laughs> you're you're just taking down all of uh all of uh superhero movies at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they always That's have fair. to have differing yeah, uh, like, power yeah. levels. Uh, yeah. what what are we doing here? <laughs> like, you know, Captain America was 
struggling to fight that French guy, and then in game he's going toe to toe with Thanos. Like, okay, yeah. come on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a really buff French dude. <laughs> I wanted to see that French guy against Thanos. See how that works out. <laughs> yeah, why didn't they bring him out of prison? Or Wait, did he die? I don't remember. I think he died in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier because uh, uh, Falcon yeah. was fighting him and he lost the fight but he was smart enough to get out of the way when the building was falling and then got squished by the building. Um, That's right. So my cheesiest, I said, I, I liked the eyeball monster. It sets itself for a really weird movie. And I, I put this in my extra notes section, so I'm just going to cover it now. I loved the beginning pretty much until they go to, I, I loved this whole movie. I'm trying to figure out when I stopped loving the beginning. So I just loved the entire thing. But ju- just the introduction, I thought that the beginning was like the end of the movie and then we'd see a flashback. You know, strange running. We'd figure out why he has a ponytail, uh, who this girl America is. And then it just flips in that he betrays her and tries to kill her. And then he dies. And then he saves her life in the end, which was a nice little send off for his character. So then we realize that this is, you know, we're just in the multiverse already. Cool. Got it. Boom. And then Strange's conversation with Nick was really good and really strong. Uh, Nick asks Strange if this is really the only way, having blipped the entire universe you know or half the universe and then ending with a line but you didn't get the girl and then beautiful and then a really cool suit up and then that fight and the fight was kind of fun there was a lot of cheesiness it wasn't the best fight scene but i think i liked the eyeball octopus monster i just hated how he won that fight like he just generated two giant hands again, like just a new power. You could have used that earlier. You could have used that whenever. You could have just picked up Thanos and tossed him into an ocean or something. But no, you can use it now to fight an eyeball monster. Uh, but it did lead us to see a really cool eye popping out scene. So I liked. I think it was worth it just because of that. That's always nice. Although I I do get freaked out with like the holes in your eyes and getting stuff in there, so it was uncomfortable. I always uh, picture like if you get stabbed in the eye that it just like turns all into water like it pops like a balloon all right uh i didn't love the final battle that was pretty cheesy with the demons coming to his aid i think they could have just scrapped the entire like little demon section uh it but again that led to the uh go back to hell which put a perfect (laughs) little little candle on the cake that was this horror tropey movie so again cheesy but it worked out so it's fine but the two best ones, the War Kamartage, freaking unbelievable. Such a terrifying intro with the music. And then they realize that she's in their heads. Um, and then we lead to that line. <laughs> Fortify your minds! Uh, but most importantly, I didn't know she was going to be bad going into this movie. There were theories. I like avoiding everything and just not theorizing and just, you know, going from it avoids self-spoilers and guessing stuff. Um but then when we figured out she was bad, I thought she'd be a little bit bad. And then now it's like, oh, it's okay. We forgive you. But then she just slaughters everybody. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Perfect. And again, with the horror tropes, looking into the, the glass, touching the glass, going through the water, eyeballs in the water, reaching through, just terrifying. Uh, I, I love that scene. It perfectly put up the stakes for this movie and that this isn't going to be a, we're going to talk our way out of it kind of, yeah. kind of villain. Yeah, this is like the whole movie. The whole first time you watch this movie, you're like, "Oh, so when are they gonna fight Mephisto? Like, <laughs> when are they gonna team up?" Well, because uh, they said that the bad guy was gonna be Nightmare, which 
was not involved. They said the word nightmare a couple of times, but it was lowercase nightmare. And so it, it, yeah, like you're just expecting something else. And then you realize, nope, she is the big bad of this movie. And she's going to yeah. be very, very bad. I think it's important. And it's maybe something that like you don't always realize in this movie that like, yeah, she's the bad guy in this movie, but it's because of the dark hold. Like, um, it's like taken over her mind. And I don't know if they just don't press on that. Well, enough. I think they wanted to avoid it being a mind control by the dark hold, like a venom situation. Uh, well, I guess venom's a bad example because it is kind of, um, but either way. Uh, and I think they wanted it to be like just drunk with power, kind of bad. Where it still is because of the dark hold, but it's not like it's controlling her and making her do these things. So I think they wanted us to know that no, she is bad because in the villains or in the in the comics, she was very you know fluctuating between hero and villain consistently. Mm -hmm. So I think they wanted that. That's fine. Uh, but best fight scene by a wide margin, Wanda slaughtering the Illuminati. <laughs> Doesn't feature Strange, so kind of sucks, but. Greatest fight in movie history. Just no holds barred. Nobody saw it coming. I'm ta I talked about this earlier, but with the fan service, it was fan service. And then they just stripped it away from us and killed them in an in instant. And the way they killed Black Bolt was, it, it, it's not a jump scare, but it, it just pops right away, you know? Greatest fight scene in movie history. Uh, number one might be John Wick falling down a flight of stairs after beating a bunch of guys up, and then he has to beat a bunch of guys up while walking up a flight of stairs. Well, okay. So, I think the greatest fight scene in Marvel history is Daredevil fighting himself his way out of prison. Um, ben Affleck? He... No. No. That good one. Um, ben Affleck? No. <laughs> the good one. <laughs> uh but I, I don't know, because I think that another really great fight scene is also a Rainy movie with uh the first in the first Spider-Man um when he's fighting Green Goblin at the end. Sorry, a cat tail just appeared yeah, onto the screen. I was yeah, very that was confused. Um Godspeed Spider-Man. That was bad voice, tier. but anyway. It was very bad. Uh let's do the <laughs> do voices. Only got a couple more. Doing good on time. Hawkeye Award for the most unexpectedly inspiring moment. Uh, not too much. I guess you could say when Wanda redeemed herself. And I, I think there's been an issue of too much redemption and too much redemption arcs the last few movies. I think this one is one you can definitely justify because she was a hero that went bad. So I kind of do want a redemption arc, you know. Um, but I'm going with it, it's very slight. But when Strange starts shouting at America. Uh, he sees her face. She's kind of like, oh, uh, I'm a child. Don't yell. And then he just stops and he's like, sorry. I just That just proved again that this is the best version of Stephen Strange. That's pretty good. Uh, I put the easy one, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, but really, to me, the inspiring moment wasn't um, on the side of Wanda, but it was on the side of America. Yeah, okay. And um, her, like, having the, the foresight to show, like, uh yeah i'll give you exactly what you want and let's see how this turns out yeah i talked about this ricky with ricky i think on far no this would have been yeah 
far from home. So this was a while ago. But sometimes you have Hawkeye Award inspiring moments that are like, it can actually impact my life, you know, uh, like that. My, mine was one of those. And then some of them are ones where it's like, this would impact me if I were a superhero. <laughs> so it's still inspiring, but it's like, I'm never going to use this inspiration for anything. And I think America's kind of like that. It's like, trust your powers. And I'm like, yeah, I will. Uh, wait, I can't. I have no powers. <laughs> <laughs> I put that on a Facebook a few months ago. Like, I think I'm going to be always depressed because my life goal is to be a superhero and I know I'll never get it. And then people took it too seriously and then I did delete it because it made it awkward. <laughs> so like, I think yeah, Dale Jake, you're a superhero. Uh, your father-in-law was one of them. He said something like, you can be a superhero in your own way. I'm like, no, I want to fly, man. I want to shoot lasers <laughs> out of my face. I can't do that. <laughs> I don't want to save people. I just want powers. Is it? Like, it's interesting that there are actually people that dress up in costumes and go and fight crime. Like Where? some people actually do that. <laughs> Crazy people. Join... Give me a number. <laughs> but, but people do that. <laughs> oh man, I'm down. Freaking down. Anyway. Uh you're up. <laughs> uh let's see, what do we have left? Um we Silver got... Surfer, She Hulk, Captain Marvel. Okay. Okay. Picking it. Uh, okay. Um the Silver Surfer award for the character that should have been introduced. <laughs> Well, I said either the actual Fantastic Four or the X-Men. <laughs> like, both, like, you know, we got a hint at, like, uh, fake Fantastic Four. Um, and we know that both of those are coming with the merger with Fox, um, 20th Century Fox. But, merger. Uh, merger. Um, but, yeah, like, Wanda's story has always kind of intersected with the x-men and you know like in the comics she completely wipes out the x-men so it would have been kind of interesting for her to like invent the x-men um and that could be a way yeah oh I'm, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna put that in a different word i just came up with something it's going to change. <laughs> all right go ahead all right uh and then like it it would have been interesting to see an established fantastic four somewhat in this movie in the main line universe. yeah like maybe they uh i don't know I, i've got a couple ideas for post-credit scenes they could have done one of them like maybe he bumps into reed richards or reed richards comes to him and he's like hey i saw you in the multiverse we need to talk that's <laughs> black but he doesn't have yeah. powers yet it's just regular reed yeah richards. that would have been cool well and like so the first time i watched this movie that's what's going through my head is like oh this is what's going to happen the 838 838 the know. uh 813 I, I don't remember 816 um, 819 i don't know go oh <laughs> uh, i put eight, it's 838 uh the 838 and the 616 like end up merging together and that's how we get fantastic four and x-men because they're in this universe and they're not in our universe so they're all here great but that didn't die. happen so um there goes that theory yeah I had a thought. Oh, yeah, I'm going to save that for a different one, though. Um, My Silver Surfer. So imagine this. They see the... We see the the chairs of the Illuminati. They don't, like, point it out, but eagle-eyed fans can notice it. There's, what, five members, six members of the Illuminati, and there's one extra chair that nobody's sitting in. Uh, End of the movie, post-credit scene. Everybody's dead. Uh, All the Illuminati just lay there slaughtered. 
Mordo's laying in a cape. I'm like, hey, help me. And then we see somebody walking around being like, oh, who did this? I need to kill them. And then it pans up. We see an Iron Man suit. And then it's Tom Cruise. Ah, uh, yes. Superior Iron Man. Because he yeah. was originally going to be, I don't know about originally, but he's one of the thoughts for Iron Man in 2008. That was, that was a, a pretty big theory uh, when this movie came out, I think, that, that we'd see Tom Cruise. Yeah. I don't know. Does does Tom Cruise like have a thing against superhero movies or did it just not work out? Uh I think at this point he's got his shtick and it's making him money, so I don't think he would go into superhero yeah. movies. He's he's pretty busy with uh Mission Impossible. Yeah. Do you see eighteen? That? Yeah, me neither. I heard it's really good. He jumps off a cliff in oh. a motorcycle. Whoa. There's all these stupid real. shoot em up movies. Uh, I think what how I feel about these the shoot 'em up action movies is how other people feel about the MCU. Um, but you know, my guys can yeah. fly. You guys got guns. You know what are you doing? I mean, but really, like Tom Cruise doing the stunts in real life is more interesting than the movies. Like, yeah, like I, I'll watch a YouTube video of him doing it in real life. That's like way more. I have watched those videos, and I have not seen most of the movies since I saw the first like four, and I loved them. But like, how many do I got to see? It's not the first. First one was classic, especially if you pair it with the the show, at least yeah. theory. Um, so why are another, we talking about Mission Impossible? I don't remember. Uh, Civil uh, Silver Surfer, another one, another good one. Uh, instead of Iron Man in that place, Invisible Woman, and just have that, and then maybe that's the next villain. Uh, or maybe, maybe she never, was there the whole so. time. We wouldn't know. <laughs> She's just a coward. <laughs> she really would have been helpful in that situation, you know. <laughs> Yeah. The shields. Um that might be a missed opportunity is she should have killed Wanda. Like she kills all the Illuminati and then taps her shoulder. Wanda's like, hey, who's there? And then Shield. Uh all right. I'm gonna go with the Shield Award for answers to questions that don't need to be asked. Half half fake theories, because I just created one and I don't want to forget it. What if Wanda destroying the Darkhold created a mutation that crossed the earth and created new mutants. That's one of the flaws with the X-Men merger so late is that we, there's just no mutants right now. And they're with the X-Men, we need there to be established mutants. It doesn't make sense otherwise. Um, So I just don't know how they're going to introduce them and then introduce dozens of them quickly. So they kind of have to have it like a, like, like, a, like, uh, in you know cosmic intervention to create these mutants and that'd be a that'd be a way for it to go because she is a mutant in the comics um and it's hinted in wandavision that she's a mutant but we don't know uh and then secondly this is when i actually wrote down this is 100 percent. i've said this a couple times but this is clearly the best version of stephen strange right like in every other universe he just sucks that we've seen so i i like to think that this is the only one that he's like actually a hero I think I've actually said that before. So, I yeah, I put these, that too. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah. I think I think they kind of mentioned it in the movie a little bit, but like, this is really the only one where he is uh, a good guy. Like he becomes bad in every other, including iteration that we've seen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, I think that's just kind of, you know, the whole absolute power corrupts absolutely um and but like my my thought on that is like what what is it that makes him good in this movie 
or in this universe, is it maybe seeing Tony Stark sacrifice, seeing somebody that's full of ego, just like him, but is willing to lay it all down rather than try to find another way? Yeah. Maybe. That'd be cool to touch on in a later movie. Yeah. I haven't heard the words Tony Stark in several movies. It's true. And I hope he comes back. That'd be interesting. I kind of hope I he know you don't. Yeah, I know. You're up. Okay. Oh, well, so so I said that. Uh, okay. The other one is, this is more of a smaller one, but um, like there's this whole confusion about like, why did they call it Earth 616? Because the, the comics are Earth 616, not the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in, my theory I'm going to add to that so this was designated like Earth 1999999 and then they said that in the latest Spider-Man Spider-Verse yeah. so that kind of backtracks on that and we know that they're connected because we see them so it's just like but go ahead Yeah. so yeah I mean like it's pretty easy theory for me is that these are all it's an infinite multiverse and they just have different num- numbering systems <laughs> like yeah. It's a different uh, Earth 616. Earth 616 to somebody else is a completely different universe. Yeah, it's Um, like... That's probably the easiest way of explaining it. Yeah, it's like we have different names for... like Even in-universe, they call it Earth, and then other planets don't call it Earth. They call it Terran and Midgard and Mm -hmm. other stuff. Um, Exactly. Uh, A quick... Bigger question raised, though. How did... uh, Mysterio, did he just guess six one six? Just accurately <laughs> guess six one six when he yeah making up stuff. Exactly, like yeah, know. we're just all just saying six. Just it just sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's uh, up with six one six? Well, also interesting story. Um, so I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Our area code is six one six, and in this movie, when they said. Uh, you're on Earth 616. Everybody went, <gasps> and I for a second I thought everybody in this movie is a huge comic book nerd, but then I was like, oh, like they're just like, oh, yeah, 616, like Grand Rapids. But I am in 615. So, by the way, the oh, yeah, I, n- I noticed that, saw that. That's interesting. Yeah, um, kids make no sense, but anyway, so that gave me this great idea. I think that I should have a comic book store called 616 Comics because it's in Grand Rapids and MCU or Marvel, not MCU. All right, my turn. 616 West is already a place. It's a clothing store. So, yeah, you're probably good. I think they just closed, actually. Yeah, I think so. They're in Grand Rapids. All right, let's give uh, an award. Do we have any... Captain Marvel and picking nits. Captain Marvel award for character that inexplicably didn't help save the world. What do you have? Every time you pronounce that differently. What? In egg split. I'm just. (laughs) It's a hard word. In egg. Explicably. There we go. It's it's fine. I can't pronounce it either. You just do it. I do it wrong. I do the same kind of wrong every time. You do a different kind of wrong every time. Well, I have a better chance of saying it right once then. That's true. Are you going to go? You first. 
You picked? <laughs> okay. Uh, so I actually... I couldn't think of anything for this That's why you want me to go first? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Uh, so for a lot of this movie, it's like they're racing and, you know, there's just no way to like, hey, Captain America, come help me. I'm in a different universe. How do I get there? Uh, taxi. Uh, there's just no way to, you know, get people there, except for Comartage. Like, they know that Wanda's coming to Comartage. Why wouldn't they call everybody they possibly can? At the end of the day, they probably all would have died. Like, I don't want to see Falcon get ripped to shreds for no reason. <laughs> you know, the first third of a movie, he's not starring in. Um, but still. And then where's yeah. White Vision? I definitely thought White Vision was going to come oh. at the end of the movie and be the emotional reason that she stops her slaughter. That's and... actually, that's that's a perfect one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like most of the characters that could have helped you can explain away with like they can't really defend against magic and we don't really have a whole lot of magical characters in the universe yet i kind of think that but, uh uh captain marvel would have helped out wait <laughs> maybe but, but she got killed in the other universe that's a huge net we're waiting go all right uh <laughs> but uh yeah so i think that kind of like helps protect the plot a little bit um, by saying like eh, everybody else wouldn't have been able to help although like maybe well there's not really any Asgardians that could help right now Thor's not like super helpful in this situation so yeah we're good if Odin was still around he probably would have been helpful yeah yeah not not a lot too many good options uh let's get into picking nits I right. don't have too many because again this is really? intentionally cheesy so I think a lot of the stuff you can just chalk up to creative decisions and uh, we'll pick on too many of those things. Um, I hate the, uh, you never told me her name, did you? I hate that trope. Like when Wanda realized that she never, that Strange never said America's name and then she, it's just lazy and dumb, you know? Uh, Bruce Campbell being tortured for three weeks. Probably an overreaction for the threat of mustard and the logistics behind it. Unmute yourself so the people can hear you laughing at my funny joke. Um. Uh, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Yeah. So th that that kind of ruined the cameo for me because it was funny at first. He's like Papa Pizza or Pizza Papa. I don't remember. Uh, and then he threatens him with mustard, and it's like, ah, this is so funny. I'm gonna torture him for three weeks. Like, what, Doctor Strange? Why? <laughs> That's too much, are, man. What are you doing? Are you sure you're the good guy? <laughs> Maybe he's not the best Doctor Strange in the multiverse. <laughs> It's kind of like in the Bible when uh, uh, there's a bald guy walking around, uh, a priest, and then yeah, a bunch of kids. The, the kids make fun of him, and they send a bear to yeah. eat him. <laughs> and then it's he's like, like bear attack! This is not equal! <laughs> Don't mess with bald people. Yeah. Uh, another um, one. Continue. One of Wanda's kids says... You know who's the best? The 2003 Tigers. Uh, the 2003 Detroit Tigers won 43 games. And I get it's the multiverse, but like, why did you pick that team so specifically? That's just very odd not, to me. Not in that universe. Yeah, it's just so random. Maybe they know? meant the 2006 Tigers. Yeah, they, they lost in the World Series. They should have picked a winner. Yeah. Um, those kids are so freaking annoying. Like, if I traveled the multiverse and saw that. 
pills. Uh, ice cream, ice cream. I like ice cream. Do you like ice cream? I would just give up. I'd be like, is it worth it? <laughs> You're right, Dr. Strange. I'm sorry. They're not very good singers. No, yeah, I did not like those kids. Um, I did like that Xavier wore a tie and jacket to go fight Thanos. <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but dug the style. Uh, most importantly, there is no way that a statue falling is going to just squish Captain Marvel in any universe. Like, that's how she dies. And all the other ones are so cool, you know? My head blew up. I got ripped apart and spaghettified. Uh, like, I chopped in half by my own shield. And, ah, statue. Come on. Those are pretty good. Uh, I have a, I have a lot. <laughs> so, first of all, uh, so when she's, like, going through the reflections... Yeah, in the puddles. Why are there so many puddles in the temple? Like, it's fix wet. your roof. You're magicians. Come on, guys. They're in okay. Nepal. How much magic can you have? <laughs> They're in Nepal, well, right? Imagine making that. Uh, Mongolia. That sounds right. Yeah. Nepal. That sounds. It's Nepal's a very uh, sacred place, so makes sense. Tibet. Okay. Tibet. Himalaya, so either way. <laughs> um. Okay. So. If she can only travel through universes when she's scared, why doesn't Doctor Strange just scare the crap out of her all the time? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ah! <laughs> universe. I'm just picturing in Friends where in the new Unagi episode where he's trying to scare the girls, and he's like, oh, he, "You, <laughs> it's because you saw the one coming." It's like, "What if it's a surprise?" <laughs> Doctor Strange doing that. <laughs> See that that would have been a good uh dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah, I, I, I already mentioned like this is not Earth six one six, so what's all about that? I know, I, uh, I want this to be Earth six one six. I don't care if it's the same one as the comics, I don't care what I, I want it to be Earth six one six, so it is. All right. Why did Wong help her? That that really makes no sense. Like in the Avengers in Infinity War, like, you think that Doctor Strange was showing, like, compassion and saying, like, spare him and I'll give you this. You thought he was being kind of like a weakling. weakling. But then you find out that that's, like, really the only way that that could happen. In this, Wong is like, oh, don't kill my friends. Um, Okay, I'll take you to this thing that you didn't know about. After well, the Ad Dark Hold was already destroyed, Devil's Advocate. I think he knows that Wanda would not we'll just kill those people. Yeah, not even that. She would just kill the entire planet. Like, what does she care? All she wants is this answer. So she will kill okay. everybody. Um, That's and fair. His job is to protect this Earth and this. Not even. So this you think she would just together. like destroy the entire Earth? Yeah, and get what she wanted. Okay. I think secondly, um, he had no cards to play right there. It's like he has the secret and she can kill everybody and he'll have to watch it. The longer they go on, um, the more he can, I don't know, do a sneak attack or just wait for, say he knows that it's guarded heavily. Maybe she won't survive it or a delay for Dr. Strange to get back. Uh, yeah. A thousand different things there. And I think sure. most importantly, I don't know how good friends these guys are, but they fought together they you know saved the world together they went to tony stark's funeral together they spent some time together and shared a bonding experience so he does care about this person and i think it's different from thanos who you know is pure evil versus this person that you've seen be good 
so in you I, I first of all you i think he would take her there thinking that maybe she would you know go out of it secondly you just don't want to see this person you love slaughtering people and go deeper and deeper into this into this hellhole that's fair you know what he those were all on top of the head and that was a very good uh, i think that was a very good uh rejection of your knit all right knit rejected but instead he should have been like that's a fine he should have been like you know where the secret dark hold is it's on the moon (laughs) (laughs) nuke the moon (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's go to the moon um okay uh let's see oh if reed is the smartest in their universe it's got to be like a super dumb universe. This this has to be a whole universe full of idiots because he's he's a dumb dummy dumb boy. I've seen that too, the meme where it's like this guy's so smart, why would he say he can kill you with his mouth and just like but like first of all, he does not know that she, <laughs> he has no idea that she could just change his mouth into that and have him kill himself. True. And but... secondly, again, they think that this is a good person. Um, yeah. I'm assuming the the Illuminati's fought with Wanda before on their universe, so you just don't think that this person is going to so? do what they're going to do. Well, she has yeah. superpowers that came from the Reality Stone, so they're at least well, connected she, in that she way. She seemed like she was kind of doing her own thing, though. Yeah, but at this point, he's only seen her kill uh, Ultron bots. What do you, I don't remember what they were called. Yeah, but like, I mean, just the fact that they didn't take him seriously when he came to them that's kind of dumb that was but... dumb also just be like hey professor <clears throat> x can you read his mind real quick yeah also like they like professor x is obviously not on board with this like if professor x him. is not on board i am not on board <laughs> with anything <laughs> yeah. uh okay and then oh yeah okay so america spends the whole movie getting scared of stuff like you just see it in the entire movie like she's ah ah Ah! And then, like, at the end, Doctor Strange is a zombie, and she doesn't bat an eye. She's, She's just, like, like oh, sitting there. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, Doctor Strange. Oh, well, she's had uh, a rough day. <laughs> That's not the worst <laughs> thing she's seen today. Yeah, maybe she's pretty tired. Yeah. And lastly, how is this movie not boycotted by the, uh, the ultra-right? It has witches. It's got demons. It's got lesbians. It's got Mexicans that are literal aliens. It's got everything. How how are people going to see this movie? I think the ultra like right already boycotted. hates Disney for whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like, okay, Buzz Lightyear, this movie. Hey, that's what there's, I was saying. There's a lot more to hate. They just like pick and choose what they get mad about. Like People will get mad about Little Mermaid because she was black, but they didn't care about Aladdin when they changed the character to black. It's just like... They just pick and choose when to be angry. Oh yeah, Will Smith. Everybody yeah. loves Will Smith. Everybody loves Will Smith. Slap somebody. I guess most people love Oof. Hallie Bailey, whatever that is. Um, all right, we are done with that. Into the speed round. Categories are missed opportunities, just one Oscar, best non MCU double feature, Peter Quill Award for best choice of music. Which prop would you have stolen, and who stole the movie? You go. All right, missed opportunities. Uh, missed opportunity was another Toby Maguire cameo. <laughs> Sam Raimi. I kind of thought that that he would kind of show up. It, it uh, would fit in the in maybe in the uh, Illuminati. Yeah, 
Fit. Yeah, that would make cool. Yeah. Another one is uh, it should have been rated R. That would have been so cool, but mm. that was not quite ready for that. I I think there are points what it could have been. It could have been rated R. I think the head exploding that probably really pushed the boundaries. But it's also like when you have twenty six movies that are PG thirteen, more than that actually. The rating the MPAA, they're like yeah, you know, we'll just, you know, keep going with this momentum. It's no F word. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, do I keep going or? Yeah, you just keep going. Speed okay. round, speed round. Uh, just going. one Oscar. I think uh, Elizabeth Olsen should get Best Actress in this movie. Uh, she did really well. Benedict Cumberbatch is Wait, the I best say... actor. Oh, keep going. I thought you were moving on. Keep going. Benedict Cumberbatch is the best actor in the MCU. Um, but oh. I think Elizabeth Olsen blew this movie out of the water. I think she did really well. Uh, uh, would she be supporting or lead? Do you think? Probably supporting. I think probably. Yeah, because I think Dang. America would be leading. Uh, uh, that was Jamie Lee no. Curtis. Yeah, I'm gonna put those. Jamie Lee Curtis. For I don't think America would be nominated. So Jamie Lee Curtis won uh, best supporting actress. Okay. And so um, she's probably not winning over Jamie Lee Curtis <clears throat> after a long career. Best non MCU double feature. I put Ash versus Evil Dead with this movie. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, or Barbie. Uh, which prop would you have stolen? I actually, so I was thinking at first the Doctor Strange corpse would be fun, but I'm just going to take the Dark Hold. I think that'd be a great thing to just have on my bookshelf over there. I don't know why yeah. I turned that way when it's that way. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Dark Hold. Um, and then what else do we have? Peter Quill, who stole the movie. Peter Quill, who stole the movie. Well, two separate ones. Peter Quill, who yeah. worked for Best Choice yeah. Music, and then who stole the movie. Peter Quill stole the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the two main actors in this movie, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Benedict Cumberbatch, they they did amazing. Like you said, though, um, I'm going to have uh, social... What's her last name? You memorized the first one, the first name, so intensely. Well, I was thinking of how to pronounce it. Yeah. Socio. I don't remember the last name. Speed uh, speed Gomez. Speed on, speed on, speed on. <laughs> Gomez. Yeah. Socio <laughs> Gomez. See, you, you focus so hard on social. You're like, I got to remember this, got to remember this. And then, ah, Gomez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she, like, she did really well. And it's so cool to see somebody who really loves these movies who grew up watching these movies like way younger than us and um it's that was just like a cool thing did she have a story um, like that because i know that uh, uh kamala khan's actress had that same story yeah it's kind of the same thing i think like That's she cool. just yeah um but in, in general just that like there's not a whole lot of young people yet in in these movies and she did really well peter quill award for best choice in music um, the whole like, uh, there's not a whole lot of like popular music in in this movie, but um, the um soundtrack is really good. Um, just in the background, yeah. I think that the the, the Bach, score, the, the score. score. Thank yeah. you, score, words. Um, <laughs> but the the Bach versus Beethoven again in that that music fighting scene. Yeah. Um, just added to the effect very well. It sounded good too. That's that's the coolest part of that. 
Uh, we have so many of the same ones, so I can kind of brush through this. Uh, missed opportunities. Uh, I said when St Zombie Strange looked at Wanda before she sacrificed herself. I just needed a little bit more uh, for her redemption. I would have wanted him to say something like, welcome back to the lunchbox. Like a little bit cheesy, but fell back from earlier. I would have liked that. Just want to ask her, I so badly want to say Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, she proved herself as a legit A-plus actress in every way. Her facial expressions, her, I, I talked about her earlier, but she was incredible. But it's Sam Raimi, I think. Everything from the horror themes to the music, uh, just everything was perfect. Um, he would have gone against uh, the two guys from every, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. He should have won. Uh, best non-MC double feature. I also said Evil Dead, Peter Quill Award. I also said uh, there's not much of a soundtrack. The score was incredible. Uh, her intro to Kamertaj, I, I could name 40 different things, but the musical fight scene, very creative. And it sounded good. Most important part, sounded good with the weird fights, weird blasts of musical notes. I also would have stolen the Darkhold. Who stole the movie? Wanda. I had no idea she would be so important, let alone a villain. The, the twitchy mouth. Uh, Lord help me, I'm in love with a demon. You're muted. I didn't hear you laugh. Sorry. Well, I can't laugh too much. I have to leave it for the audience to decide whether you're funny or not. Or you could, no, you know, just kind of inject a laugh track in here if you like. <laughs> I should do that. All right, time for... <laughs> Useless trivia. The eyeball and the monster... In the monster at the beginning of the movie, that was Elizabeth Olsen's eye. Kind of giving away the ending. Not the ending, but like, you know, 10 minutes later. Uh, Strange said to read when he said he's of the Fantastic Four. Didn't you guys chart in the 60s? The Fantastic Four were indeed a band that charted in the 60s, 64. Going back to his random trait from the first movie of knowing music and stuff. Uh, read nods and smiles showing that he probably knew that and was uh, choosing the name. Because of that, uh, I thought that was funny. When Xavier rolls out the 90s theme plays for a second, uh, and that line, again, is from previous movies, uh, the Ultron bots, they were voiced by Ross Marcond, who is, you know, excellent, uh, what do you, what do you call it? imitation voice guy? What do you call that? The imitator guy's voice? Imitator? Imitator? Imitator. Uh, imp impersonator. Impersonator. There we Impressor. go, yeah. Uh, he did uh he did Red Skull in Infinity War and Endgame and did really good because uh what's his name was turned off by Disney. Um but for some reason he didn't do James Spader's voice. I don't really get that. But whatever. Do you have any useless trivia? Um yeah, I got a couple. Um so one was that America um had two mothers. She was not adopted. You might think she was adopted, but she was not. She was created with star magic, which explains the giant star behind her. Except for that's not really what stars look like. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and then Sarah, the the lady that destroys the Darkhold, um, you could see they kind of had a little intimate touch. Um, in the comics was Doctor Strange's secretary. And also girlfriend of Wong. Interesting. That's all I have for useless trivia. Can you skip it in your MCU rewatch? I said maybe. I think we're going to see Wanda again. We're going to want to know why she was bad. 
or probably needs redemption slash if she stays dead um so i guess we'll find out in a few years uh the multiverse is already a little bit broken so you know, we're, we're just getting pieces with different movies so i don't think any single one's gonna be ultimately too important but we'll see if if the x-men end up coming out because of this then 100 percent yes mm-hmm. or no can't be skipped yeah i think i think that it's skippable yeah. at this point it's hard I, it's... I might take this question out for future ones because it's like i don't know i haven't seen the next yeah. movie yet yeah, not that it's bad, but there's these multiverse movies are all converging from different places. Yeah. So you don't really have to see. I think I don't think that this is the main line of the multiverse kind of saga. I think that would be the Loki side of things. Yeah. Um I no It's clue. kind of funny like you've got like Loki and WandaVision came out at the same time, so you've got like WandaVision leads to um, Multiverse of Madness, yes. and you could probably call No Way Home in there as well. Yeah, and Loki well. goes and right then... to Quantumania, and then Loki yeah. 2. And... Yeah, and I think, and maybe they'll change this around because Quantumania did so poorly, but I think that side, the Loki, Quantumania, that's the kind of like main line of like how we're going to see well, things kind of explode. The toughest thing is Quantum Mania did very, very poorly. It lost like a hundred billion dollars, hundred million, not hundred billion. That would be a bad movie. Um, but uh, what's his name? Jonathan Lee Kang, Jonathan Majors. He was yeah. so just like instant, instantly revered for that role, and then tied with uh, Creed three, and then he shot himself in the foot. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and hey. <laughs> beat up a lady i talked about this last week or not for me like freaking two months ago um the last week with ricky like it sucks that they showed the end of the movie they showed a bunch of different kangs because for some characters you know multiverse they look different and you figured some they look the same some they look different but they showed a thousand different kangs and in every universe they look the exact same they look like jonathan majors so they can't yeah. just uh they can't get out of it that way that sucks yeah and like it's it's gonna be really interesting like we you know if you compare it to flash who their actor was also <laughs> i mean that's fair you haven't even seen it you don't know if it's good or bad <laughs> i don't care um, do you? <laughs> but like um their actor was also doing some bad stuff uh, i forgot their name um ezra miller Ezra Miller, thank you. And I think that was part of the reason why people were not really interested in the movie. Also, I think people are kind of tired of movies of that genre, uh, especially in DC. But yeah, um, if, it, if the genre is is fluttering, the uh, the lesser of the two will definitely die. Uh, but my whole point is that like. I don't know if Marvel will do the same thing as DC, which is stick by this embattled actor. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens, though. Yeah, I think that... I don't, I don't know. I don't think DC got as much flack as I would have expected for keeping Ezra Miller in. Um, they didn't really need to, because... <laughs> they they got flack for other reasons, because it sucked. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, where does it rank? Four levels. Pantheon, awesome, dig it. And Thanos should skip or should snap this movie out of existence. Oh, where do you have it? 
I'm gonna put it in awesome. Yep. Um, I like. I don't. I don't think it's quite Pantheon. It's a really great movie. It's a standalone movie. Like it's not, um, really like on the like I said the main line of what Marvel's doing. Um, Marvel Studios is doing, and um. You know, it it got like you mentioned the the box office. It actually did way better than I thought it did, but I think there's a lot of people that don't really like this movie for some reason, and so I don't think you can necessarily put it in the pantheon. Uh, I don't get it. I think that people who liked MC, it's it's different from a lot of the MCU movies, but it's similar enough where I uh, wouldn't get an MCU fan disliking it. On the other hand, people who just like movies, I don't get not liking it either because it was really well done. I think. You know, there's great movies and there's perfect movies. Being perfect doesn't necessarily mean it's a great movie. Um, and being a great movie doesn't mean it's perfect. Like Forrest Gump is not a perfect movie, but it's one of the best movies ever. It's just incredibly flawed, but still very good. Uh, on the other hand, Dunge- Dungeons and Dragons doesn't rank very high on my like top 10 movies of all time. But I think that was perfect. It just means like it, like Multiverse of Madness, I don't think they could have made better than it was. Uh, I love it. The horror troops, tropes, I've talked about a thousand times. I thought about listing all of them, but I thought that'd be boring. Um, is just top to bottom, one of my favorite movies in the MCU. And I also have it in the, in Awesome. I might break Awesome up into two sections because I've got a lot of movies in Awesome right now. So I have it better than Eternals, worse than Black Panther. So Multiverse of Madness and Eternals, two back-to-back movies on this list that were critically people didn't love but i've got them pretty high what do you think about that yeah you have eternals way higher than i would have put it um but i also didn't rewatch it <laughs> yeah so maybe I just, after watching it i think a lot of if you just get rid of don't think about the the ratings and don't think about what people said about it like i don't know how you put it lower than the first avenger yeah Eternals to me, like just off of, and I don't want to talk too much about it because you spent the whole episode talking about it. But my opinion of the Eternals is it felt like what I was talking before, where it was maybe a little too long. I think they tried to make it this epic um, story. And like we're talking about genres and like they, they tried to fill this epic genre. Um, but I think that it just kind of had parts that dragged a little bit. Yeah, I and I'm I often like boring movies, and I think at at times was boring, a boring movie. Um, so maybe I'm just grading on a different scale than the rest of the MCU because that was very different from the MCU. Um, but I don't know. Then I try to keep my how much I like a movie out of the ratings because like I love Iron Man three, but like it's not better than you know civil war even though i like it more so yeah whatever. so my rating so far man this was so easy when i had five movies now it's a mouthful in my pantheon infinity war avengers iron man endgame ragnarok guardians of the galaxy winter soldier civil war awesome black panther multiverse of madness eternals first avenger homecoming no way home captain marvel far from home and age of ultron dig it iron man 3 doctor strange ant-man black widow guardians 2 thor and Thanos should snap this movie out of existence. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Iron Man 2, Dark World, and The Incredible Hulk. Tune in next week. I'm going to talk with Ricky Zeiger. Spoiler, there is going to be a new movie 
or Thanos should snap this movie out of existence. Thanks again for listening. We're going to be back next week. We're going to have Ricky Z on talking about the talking about the, one of the worst movies in the entire franchise, Thor Love and Thunder. You guys know my thoughts on that already. Uh, but until then, we'll see you next week. Peace.